politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, our liberty, and our property. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today, brand new week, Monday, October the 3rd, very chilly here in the Northeast, constant rain from the leftovers of Hurricane Ian, but we will be experiencing the leftovers of the hurricane COVID fascism forever, forever. I can't move on from this issue, folks. Millions of people dying, every ailment under the sun, cancers, blood disorders, heart, neurological, reproductive, you name it. And then they're using this platform for the flu, for future technologies. And then they are replicating the same playbook for energy and our way of life. Global warming is is the new COVID fascism, although it was the old one before COVID fascism. But now it could be reinstated now that people are groomed to behave this way during a contrived crisis. And yet Republicans are just off to the races. Congress is at a, at a session for the election. And the next month will all be about the midterm elections. With no promise, there's not even a promise from Republicans to investigate, to hold accountable like we had Friday. We had Dr. Uh, Henry Ely on the show to discuss the idea of grand juries, convening, convening grand juries. Um, I think this is something that can be done in some states. If you convince the governor or the attorney general, you can hold an, an investigation without even a, initially a named person that you're targeting for indictment. Uh, that's what the governor of Florida did for human trafficking. It's more of an investigatory tool. This is what we need. We are no longer at the stage where it's okay to, well, we're slowly ending all the mandates as of now. No, no, no. This needs to be the stage that not only is it pulled off the market, but everyone involved needs to be held accountable. And all of the tentacles and bastard children of COVID fascism, of this technology, of this sort of regulatory process, censorship process, NGO process that went into this is deracinated from the earth with the salt sprayed and plowed over its roots. And yet we don't hear anything from Republicans. So we're going to talk about today some of the latest news on the vaccine front And if we have time on the energy front, again, which is the new COVID. But first, a word from our sponsor. You know, as people are bailing out from the hurricane in Florida, we're thankful that our friends, the Pittmans, the owners of QP Goat Soap, they are actually safe. And their goats that produce this goat soap uh, are safe. Uh, They're in Volusia County. But now is the time to support a Florida business more than ever uh, how, how about a 15-year-old who, rather than spending time on drugs, porn, video games, is a Christian homeschooling kid who is an entrepreneur that started his own business. Uh, this, is, this is exactly the sort of rugged individualism we need from his ninth birthday on. Quinn Pittman dreamed of owning goats and producing cheese, and he actually successfully did it but he found it was better commercially to start producing goat soap. And as I've mentioned before, it's not just the food you put in your body that inflames you. The stuff you put on your skin is very inflammatory. The stuff that you get from Zest or Dove, not only is it junk, these same companies support those who hate us. How about supporting one of us, literally? Go to qpgoatsoap.com. Put in promo code Daniel, 10% off the most heavenly smelling and feeling soap around, all natural, uh, produced with very healthy materials stemming from the goat milk, from the goats in the Pittman uh, farm right there. Again, it's a family business. The mother, Dana, works together with Quinn to produce the soap. Grace, the little sister, packages it, and Ben, the dad, 
Well, he deals with the business side, a true American success story. Let's make them more successful now than ever with Florida suffering. Go to qpgoatsoap.com, promo code Daniel for 10% off. So I want to start out today with the story of Zach Loesch. I wanted to get him on the show, but he's very busy. This guy is basically the head of all you know, search and rescue diving from the Coast Guard. These are the guys that are really, um, really saving lives because a lot of people were stranded on some of these barrier islands. Breitbart had an article out and that, that really should be a headline article to start off the week because it encapsulates what we're confronted with. And basically, Biden spoke with this guy, Zach, on the phone, bragging about, oh, you know, he he spoke with the guy and he's involved in saving lives. Um, and there's one thing that they missed about Zach. You see, despite Biden thanking Loesch for saving people's lives, Loesch is due to be kicked out from the Coast Guard in 30 to 60 days due to Biden's own mandate. Okay. Zach said, if I had asked any of the people I saved yesterday if they wanted to come with me, even though I am unvaccinated, every single one of them would have said yes. Could you imagine that we are still at the point? Yes, there are some injunctions, some court rulings, but we are still at the point where people in the military are having their lives destroyed, facing termination, facing losing their pension, for not getting something that is poison, is genetically altering, could sterilize you potentially, and makes it more likely you get the virus and erases your natural immunity. There is no greater scandal in the history of humanity, and we have a wealth of information. It's not experimental anymore. We know a lot about it now. And this is still going on, and still going on, and it's being used to produce other vaccines and other therapeutics. Think about that. And there's still no impetus to deal with this. Everyone's like, well, Daniel, no one's interested in the shots anymore. All the more so, politically, now is the time to fight it. Kick it while it's down, but it's not really down. It's down in the sense that the current iteration, people have COVID fatigue, so they're kind of done with that. But they're using this for so many other things. And by the way, just the military, they're complaining the Army fell about 15,000 soldiers short of their recruitment, 25% below their recruitment goal. Now, the other branches officially met their recruitment, but it was a joke because... It's an accounting gimmick how they use the ones in the pipeline for the next year. But what that means is that the next year, they're all going to get crushed. The Marine Corps, which usually goes into each fiscal year at the very beginning, already meeting 50% of its recruitment goal, they're only up to 30%. The Air Force usually begins with 25 They're up to 10 So it's going to get worse every year. And Republicans... They now pushed off the NDAA, the defense authorization bill, until November, but they're going to vote for it. Hey, here's another $840 billion for the military to do what? To do what? To start World War III with Russia for no reason, to blow up pipelines, to produce, uh, produce tranny uh, expertise material, critical race theory, gender-bending, making women like men, and then hollowing out the American male, and then to stab them with all these shots. We should... Look, if we would have had a political party that from the minute I focused on this, they would have focused on it, the public would be so enraged, we would obviously have banned the shots, punished everyone behind them. By now, we would be looking at all the other shots that we're destroying our military with, which, by the way, there are many. The smallpox shots, the anthrax shots, we know were problematic, but there were many others that probably were as well. But before I go over today's today's news on, on the shots, I want to just give you 
a sense of some statistics of how genocidal our government has become. Swine flu vaccine, 1976. It was pulled after showing 1 in 100,000 risk of Guillain-Barre. Okay, 1 in 100,000 of one ailment that often you recover from. Usually it's not life-threatening, but it could be pretty bad. 1 in 100,000. Rotavirus vaccine was pulled after showing 1 in 10,000 risk of bowel obstruction. We now have the shots, the lowest estimate. There's a study, 1 in 800 severe adverse events, but as we've noted, it's really between 1 and 2% short-term. That's before we get to any of the long-term festering autoimmune and cancers which are just, I mean, it is just devastating what we're seeing. But could you imagine how those things were pulled, yet these things are still being mandated on the military and some people in some circumstance? Yeah, it's gradually coming off. But this didn't have to happen this way. We could have fought it from day one if we had a movement. We could have saved millions of lives, both physically and just their careers, the quality of life. How can we move on? I don't get it. And again, this hold, holds the keys for everything else they plan to do to us, both on the biomedical front, the transhumanist front, and just the emergency powers front, which will be used for food, fuel, and everything else they want to do to us. But none of this is at the tip of the tongues of 99% of Republicans running for office. And it's not part of their plans and their promise post-election governance either. And I want to start off with that today, how this was known from day one. First, another sponsor today, very important. The one right that you still have is Second Amendment. I actually got my carrier permit in Maryland. Whoop-dee-doo, I finally benefited from judicial supremacism on a personal level. So I can carry here. Most people who carry don't know how to properly shoot. You need practice. Practice takes a lot of ammo, which is expensive. That's why I recommend dry fire practice with the laser bullets produced by iTarget Pro. That's iTargetPro.com. Put in offer code CR. You get 10% off plus free shipping. What does this mean? Essentially, with $100, you get a dummy bullet. Could fit any one of your you know, pistols. Uh, 38 special, 9 mil, 45 cal, 40 cal, whatever, or 223 in, in for your AR. Um, and once you put it in, you download their app, they send you a board, and you aim it there, and everything, muscle memory, uh, re- reaction speed, drawing from the holster, you could time your holster draw, sight alignment, trigger function, everything, not jerking the trigger, It's all there. You have everything except for the recoil, which, frankly, you shouldn't be anticipating, so this is great practice anyway. You make it back. You make the money back after one practice of not having bought those several hundred rounds, and then it goes on forever. I'm using it to train my my kids, my two oldest boys, uh, who have now, now gotten into shooting. So, folks, this is one way you could save money, hone in your skills, itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code CR as in conservative review. There's an incredible story. I forgot where I saw it. I forgot who first put this out on the web. I, I, I was not the first person to see it, so I just I feel bad. I forget to, who to give credit to. Fox 13, Salt Lake City. Intermountain Healthcare Doctors announced new mammogram guidelines Tuesday in response to a surprising new side effect of COVID-19 vaccine. They say women who recently received a COVID-19 vaccine may have to reschedule their yearly mammogram. When one receives a vaccination, there is an inflammatory response in the arm, said Dr. Brett Parkinson, medical director of Intermountain Healthcare uh, Breast Care Center. In the past four weeks, doctors have seen swollen lymph nodes on screening mammograms of women who have recently been vaccinated. Whenever we see 
these on normal screening mammograms, we call these patients back because it can either mean metastatic breast cancer, which travels to the lymph nodes or lymphoma or leukemia. While inflammation is the body's normal response to a vaccine, <laughs> so yeah, this is normal. Yeah, everyone gets it. Dr. Parkinson said it's surprising how many swollen lymph nodes they've been seeing. With the Moderna vaccine, it's about 11% after the first dose and 16% after the second dose. We believe it's comparable for the Pfizer vaccine. So they basically have new guidelines to push off your your, um, mammograms. So a couple things are in order here. Number one, swollen lymph nodes. Again, I had a family member that has swollen breasts like on her chest for four months. They estimate 16, could be 16%. That's how common it, 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 this is. And they admit that it presents in a way that's scary because that could look like cancer itself, breast cancer, lymphoma. Now, just let's first go over the minor way it causes cancer. It's just you're pushing off all the mammograms. Think of all the mammograms that have to be pushed off. I mean... 16 percent of 224 million people now not everyone's a female in the mammogram you know schedule age so it's not 224 million but you get my point that's a heck of a lot of people that are going to have their mammograms pushed off for several months you know what that means that's number one but to add insult to injury these things cause that We've had numerous case studies of swollen lymph nodes that turned into aggressive breast or, or, or lymphoma cancer, right? This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy that they knew it causes severe inflammation ubiquitously in the lymph nodes. That is such a cancer risk. Now I'm going to drop on you the most important detail of this article I didn't mention. Again, the title, Fox 13 Salt Lake City, New Mammogram Guidelines for Women Recently Vaccinated for COVID-19. Do you know what the date on that article is? You probably thought it was from this week. February 9th, 2021. So this was essentially at the beginning of vaccination, especially the beginning of people you know, like 40 years old, 45 years old or so. Because seniors started in January, but this was from day one they knew this. Pfizer knew this in the trials the year before. But it was known enough in the public that major cancer centers were saying, hey, there's a lot of inflammation going on. on. 16% have swollen lymph nodes. You might want to delay your... You're screening so you don't get scared by it. Or often you couldn't do a mammogram because it was swollen physically. And they had no problems. As cancer specialists, the wheels didn't churn. Hey, this degree of inflammation isn't normal. Hey, inflammation in that part of the body with swollen lymph nodes is a huge risk for kind of the thing that we're always on the lookout for in our specialty. I mean, this is ABCs. This was known from day one. Again, trialsandexecution.com to pick up our book or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Rise of the Fourth Reich, confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial. And by the way, I am working on, I'm going to work on a voiceover audio book when my cold subsides and I'm not all stuffed up. So we will have an audiobook as well as Kindle, so we'll have all the versions out. But they knew this from day one. Now let's go through some of what we're seeing right here, right now. Ethical Skeptic on Twitter, you you got to follow him. He's a brilliant analyst. He's been studying cancer data surveillance every week from CDC for quite a while. And what he essentially discovered, he has a Twitter thread out on this, is that 20% of all COVID deaths every week for the last number of months had a comorbidity with cancer. It, not just comorbidity, but it was coded on the death certificate as cancer. 
It had, so 20% of all the COVID deaths were still coding over 1,000 a week. Okay? Over 1,000 a week. 20% supposedly also died from cancer. And he basically proves, as they're doing on every other ailment that the vaccines caused, not only do they deny it, but they dump it into the COVID pile. These were essentially cancer deaths. So he says, if you add them up, there is your cancer explosion. Because it wouldn't make sense. Just there's no way it makes sense that 20% of all COVID deaths have cancer. It's a clear over-attribution. It equates to exactly the difference between the cancer and all other ICD-10 code lag curves. He has a whole theory with lag curves and everything, and he couldn't figure out this didn't make sense. And that's what it is. Because the COVID deaths, they report up front. Now, speaking of COVID deaths, I don't have time to go through this, or COVID vaccine deaths, but I recommend Iger Chudov's Substack. There's a study out vaccinated mother dies, mother's dying newborn with white lungs. That there are now newborns with white lungs associated with the presence of COVID spike protein antibodies in the baby. In the baby. The spike protein gets everywhere. The lipid nanoparticles bring it everywhere. And not only does it get everywhere, but but your body is coded to produce an unlimited number of spikes. So we don't know how long this goes on. But as we noted last week, this could go on for four litters in mice. Four generations. So we're, we're not nearly done with this. This is a, a hundred alarm emergency for which we need immediate action to hang these people, immediate information just to, to see what they know so we could properly detect, diagnose, and treat, and preempt, and, and know, hey, you're at risk for this. You might want to get... I, I, I really believe anyone who had this uh, swelling in the lymph nodes, they really need to get these diagnostics, cancer diagnostics, to ensure they don't have lymphoma or leukemia or whatever. And by the way, just reminds me that Dr. Jessica Rose put out recently uh, a piece on how she is seeing in theirs rare cancers too. And one of them's male breast cancer is exploding, which again makes sense. For whatever reason, women, because I mean, men have breasts, they're just you know not as prominent, but women are much, much more likely to get cancer there. Why would suddenly you start seeing an explosion in male breast cancer? Well, because it's put there unnaturally, the inflammation. So it's going to even up the score. Now, there was another earth-shattering, earth-shattering, study that came out everyone's talking about over the weekend. An autopsy that showed extensive brain and heart damage in a 76-year-old Parkinson's patient. The family demanded an autopsy because they thought he died from the shots, and indeed he did. And what's so scary about this is it's one thing if there was just, okay, one random guy kind of dropped dead and deteriorated after the shots dropped dead, but we know there's hundreds of thousands of people in the country that dropped dead instantly, millions that were didn't die yet but are you know seriously injured, and then millions and millions throughout the world, and they've been hiding autopsies. The autopsies are going to show everything. They're going to show everything. So this guy died three weeks after receiving his third dose of Pfizer. 
The case study was done by German pathologists, published in the prestigious Vaccines Journal. They use what's called immunohistochemistry, which basically utilizes staining techniques to light up only specific antigens. In this case, only the spike protein. Remember, the spike protein is native to the shots. They have a certain type that only the shots produce, not the pathogen itself. And there was no presence of nucleocapsid protein. If you remember, the shots don't produce nucleocapsid antibodies. Only the uh, recovery from the virus does. So that's how they were able to isolate that this guy did not have COVID. He never had COVID. But he did have the shots. So you can't blame this all. The myocarditis is all. It's, it's the COVID. Nope. And what they found was histopathological analysis of the brain uncovered previously unsuspected findings, including acute uh, vasculitis, as well as multifocal necrotizing encephalitis of unknown etiology with pronounced inflammation, including uh, glial and lymphocytic reaction. In the heart, signs of chronic cardiomyopathy, as well as mild acute lympho uh, histiocytic myocarditis, vasculitis were present. In other words, in plain English, the spike gets to your blood vessels, your heart muscle, your brain, crosses the blood-brain barrier, lymph nodes, and inflames the hell out of everything important in your body. The findings corroborate previous reports of encephalitis and myocarditis caused by gene-based COVID-19 vaccines. Oh, okay. That's good to know. And this thing is still being mass distributed, still being encouraged by every single Republican governor except for the Florida governor. No exception. And still being mandated in the military. And interestingly enough, they saw the progression throughout. He died from the third shot, but he deteriorated all, all along the way. He got his first shot, was AstraZeneca in May 2021. He experienced pronounced cardiovascular side effects for which he repeatedly had to consult a doctor. So right away. So again, it's not just the mRNA ones. It's all of them. It's the spike protein. It's Novavax, too, has these problems. This was AstraZeneca. Then he got his Pfizer shot in July and experienced increased anxiety, anxiety, lethargy, and social withdrawal. He deteriorated rapidly and had severe motor impairment, recurrent need for wheelchair support. He never fully recovered by the time he got his booster in December. And again, the guy was 76. He had Parkinson's. So if the family wouldn't have pushed the rare circumstance here to get a uh, autopsy, you would have never known. That is true of tens of thousands of people in this country. People, so many of you email me all the time. I know people in my life, friends, friends, parents, especially if they're older and they already had a condition. Oh, yeah, that they're just going to die anyway. But it's not true. We're seeing that in the excess deaths. So you would think this would be earth-shattering. We would call for an immediate random sampling of 100 people who died within a week of the shots to see what we find. But nope, nothing. Again, this is something every state could do, and I'm calling on all states to do. Now, obviously, autopsies are very expensive, but at a minimum, at a minimum, they should at least investigate anyone who died within the 30-day investigative window of the shots. Doesn't mean they all did, because inevitably you're going to have natural causes. Go back and, and, and look at the death certificates, look at the medical billing, look at the history. Pick that window. Every state needs to be doing that. We're owed that. Before we go on, our final sponsor today, Birch Gold. Folks, the stock market has lost literally a quarter of its value. The NASDAQ lost a third of its value this year. 
the era of the bull market is over with and with the produ- with the consumer price index increasing yet again folks the inflation is here to stay oh and yeah they're spending more money thanks to both parties so it's time to do something about it what is that texting daniel just the word daniel to 989898 Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. What does that mean? Well, if you owe extra money, or even if you don't, but you want to put money into an IRA, 401k, why put it in Vanguard? Put it in Precious Metals IRAs. They tell you how to do it. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text Daniel to 989898. Claim your free no-obligation info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you place it in a tax-sheltered account. Birch has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. So check them out today, just like I did, by texting Daniel to 989898 and secure your future with gold. So it would be crazy enough if these shots actually worked. But as we well know, there's negative efficacy. Now, there's endless studies out on this, but there's a new one out from Kaiser Permanente, And again, they are promoting the shots left and right, but their own researchers have a study out that shows negative efficacy against all variants within 150 days. 150 days. About five months negative efficacy. And what's interesting is it's not just three doses compared to unvaccinated or two doses compared to unvaccinated, they found negative efficacy of three doses compared to two. So their whole point is, oh yeah, it wanes, but that's why you will constantly need more, right? To update it. Yeah, and then it goes, ne- it, 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 it's a vicious cycle. It's almost like a heroin addiction. It's degenerative. So it gives you that high, that spike, it juices you up with the inflammatory antibodies And then it accelerates even worse the rate of negative efficacy. Because again, the more you juice up, the more it primes your system to respond improperly, original antigenic sin, and then especially the more it creates viral immune escape and creates all these dominant variants, the more it fails to recognize it and responds in a way that would be worse than even a normal naive immune system response to it. And no one cares. No one cares. And what's interesting is, they're like, oh, well, we have this new BA5 variant shot. Do you know that, according to CDC, that's already on its way out. BA4.6, which is the new hotness, represents 13% of all COVID cases and is rising sharply. So again, you're going to have that negative efficacy accelerate even more. I, I pray to God that the only saving grace is that finally people are stopping to get the new ones. So hopefully this thing will finally stop mutating and it will finally just die out. Finally die out. And there is good news on that front. There really is good news on that front. Axios reports that new boosters, so in general, only about 1 in 76 individuals in the U.S. have gotten that new fake bivalent BA5 shot from Pfizer or Moderna, 1 in 76. So a little bit more than 1%, 1.5%, so that's good. In Florida, just 37,000 people have gotten it. That's one in 573, which means <clears throat> that f- the, the rate of take-up in Florida is about one-eighth of even the general low rate of take-up throughout the country. Now, I think they did that as a hit piece on DeSantis, like, oh, it's so bad. But I want to I prove something here. We've always said, I, I, I believe that in our era, the adage of... Andrew Breitbart, that politics is downstream from culture, is obsolete. I believe more often it's concurrent or just the opposite. Culture is downstream from politics because politics has become culture and it's all-encompassing in every aspect of our lives. And COVID was the prime example. 
So when you have a governor that uses his bully pulpit, uses the Department of Health to recommend against it, you see its effect on the people. In other words, Florida is really, what, an R plus 3, R plus 5 state? Still pretty close. It's, it's getting more. It used to be dead even. Maybe now it's, it's you know, DeSantis is obviously going to win by more than five points. But that's a governor's race. You have to go by federal office, which is more along partisan lines. I bet you that the rate of take-up in Florida is lower than in some of these smaller red states that are much redder. Imagine if we had governors like that in every other state. It's a very important observation. They lead with example. I know a lot of people like that who are kind of maybe middle of the rotors. They live in Florida, and they got swept up by, by the culture. You see it in California, where you have this exaggerated left-wing wave there. I understand there's a lot of factors. There's a, a, the flooding of illegals. There's a lot of uh, conservatives moved out of the state. But a lot of people just get swept into that culture. And he's doing that in reverse. So that's good news. But folks, all these people who did get it, they need treatment. And by the way, on that front, in terms of negative efficacy, you might say, well, that's just to get the shot, but it still works against death and serious illness. No, it doesn't. There's new data. Uh, another substack that's worth following regularly is Vigilant Fox. He put out data from Canada in June, 85% of the population had at least two shots. 92% of all COVID deaths were in the fully vaccinated. So it's greater than their share. And he noted part of particular concern is that those with three or more, so three, four, or five, accounted for 81% of all COVID deaths in June, even though that's only 34% of the population. And again, I understand it's mainly old, it is weighted towards older people, but still, this notion that it protects against death is not true. The only reason why you're not having more of it now is just because Omicron, we still don't know where it came from, but it largely would not replicate in the lungs. Then we have the future generation. All the spike going into the reproductive system. Remember we talked about Scotland suffering the sudden rash of neonatal deaths in September? Uh, I wrote about it at the time. I was fact-checked and everything. But basically, there were 21 newborns that died in a single month. It triggered an investigation because neonatal deaths hit 4.9 per thousand live births. That was a level not seen since the 1980s, which was very significant because uh, infant mortality is something that has consistently gone down, 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 down every every year. It's kind of like the crime statistics. The homicide rate went down every year since 1994. So in order to reverse that, that means there's something earth-shattering taking place. In the case of crime, it was jailbreak, BLM. Uh, that type of stuff. In the case of this, it was the shots. And they did an investigation, and they said it's not COVID. COVID's not causing it. But they never said what did, and they never concluded anything, and they moved on. But they never even looked into the shots. They just said it's not COVID. Well, here we are again. They're doing another investigation because in March, they reached almost the same level again, 4.6 per thousand births. And I looked at the chart at Public Health Scotland. If you look roughly since January, February 2021, it's above baseline almost permanently. There's something really wrong there. Okay? We know that, ex that it's extremely inflammatory in the adult, adult population. We know it goes into the breast milk. We know it goes into the reproductive system. We know it destroys gynecological regularity. For example, if you remember, we talked a while back about this survey that found 4.8% of respondents randomly surveyed 6,000 women. 
they self-reported a case of decidual caste shedding, DCS. What is that? It's a rare gynecological disorder in which women, uh, the, uh, the woman will secrete her entire uterine lining intact through the vaginal canal as if she were having menstrual bleeding, but it's, it's, you see an entire clump of, almost looks like a early miscarriage. And interestingly enough, they note that this DCS was extremely rare. They found in the entire, I don't have the data here, but the, but the entire like 50 years, there were a lot fewer than 100 cases. They found 292 just in a six-month period in the latter half of 2021, just in this random survey. As of late September, if you go to VAERS, there were over 5,000 miscarriages, 11,598 instances of vaginal urine, uterine hemorrhaging, and these things are extremely hard to trace back, woefully underreported. In Iceland, deaths among infants doubled in 2021 from the baseline level of the preceding nine years. Nine years. So there you have it, folks. Here's another study from Nature. We found that there was a measurable risk of thrombocytopenic, hemorrhagic, and thromboembolic events after COVID-19 vaccination and infection. Okay, that's nice. No wonder the Pfizer CEO is pulling out of a hearing of the EU Parliament on the vaccines. And most of them would have been pretty friendly. But he doesn't want to answer questions because he can't. Because Pfizer knew. Albert Berla knew. Our government knew. FDA and CDC. All these bigwigs in health knew. And if they didn't know, then they're mentally insane. And they have no business being doctors. Just terrible. I, I, I don't think our brains are prepared to capture the essence of what's going on. By the way, just one more thing on the trends of, of, of negative efficacy. In Germany, the cases per million, we now have three years into this pandemic. If you look at September, 20, September 30th, 2020, there were 22 0.77 cases per 100,000. 22, right? In 2021, same date, 95.63. That's like four times more. In 2022, just a couple days ago, 743.64. That's a 3,270% increase in COVID cases in the fall on the same date two years after the vaccines were introduced as compared to before there were any vaccines in Germany. Everything they did maximized the pain, maximized the risk of adverse events, and ensured that the pandemic kept going and going and going. I want you to understand Global governments in Western societies and NGOs and medical societies, in other words, the masters of the universe, big tech, everyone behind this that was willing to do something like this, there's quite literally nothing they will not do. So whenever you see any event with a shooting, a mass shooting, the FBI, any other big event going on in the world, pipelines blowing up, and you think, ah, I don't think they could have done that. Just, just realize, if they did this, there is nothing they won't do because this thing might wind up being the greatest holocaust in the history of the world. If, if you just base on the numbers we have already and over 12, 1,300 peer-reviewed studies on thousands of categories of ailments this thing causes. If you look at the long term and then the reproductive stuff, infertility, 
skyrocketing. That is, it, it shocks the consciousness how we don't have grand juries investigating, how we don't have state legislatures investigating, how we don't have the Republican House under McCarthy promising to investigate this, hold accountable, put in safeguards, ban this technology. And again, they're not done. They're not done. I'm sure a lot of you saw over the weekend that EcoHealth Alliance on September 21st, just last week, they were awarded by the NIH a $653,000 contract to essentially study more bat coronavirus stuff. Even after NIH threw them under the bus and said they illegally engaged in gain of function. We didn't sign off on this, even though they did. But the point is, they publicly recognized EcoHealth was a problem. They just gave them more because they're not done with it. They're not done with it. They're going to keep doing this to you. So, just keep in mind, they're on to the flu shots now. Where is this? They're talking about twindemics now, that you're going to have flu and corona. They're back to that. There's a Fox News article out. Flu shot this fall. Here's why doctors are urging we all get it. This is Fox News, by the way, pimping the vaccine agenda. They took a bunch of money to do it. We now know from a FOIA. And they say, oh, the flu is going to make a comeback. Annual flu shots are recommended starting from six-month-old babies. But then they go on to say this. Flu is most dangerous for people 65 and older and with all these heart and lung diseases. So what are they planning? They're planning a juiced-up juiced up shots. They have all these different versions they're saying that are going to target seniors for a more robust dose. What do you think that means? We already know there's problems with the flu shot. doesn't work. So once what doesn't work, it risks negative efficacy, original antigenic sin, autoantibodies, autoimmune, certainly immune suppression. That much we know. doesn't do all this heart and neurological and whatever damage that the COVID shots do. Or, or will they? If, if they're planning new juiced-up versions for seniors, well, what's going to be in there? Some of the tricks of the trade that they just successfully killed people with. And in that vein, going back to what we started with with the military, this is from Just the News, terrific website, A very small number of service members were accidentally given COVID vaccine several months ago. And it was supposed to be a flu shot. A former National Guardsman who sought a religious exemption for the COVID shot was given the mRNA shot instead of an inoculation for the flu accidentally. After refusing the COVID vaccine multiple times, requesting religious exemption, former Maine National Guard Specialist Matthew Bouchard was given the mRNA shot instead of a flu vaccine months before he was to leave the service. So there were two separate lines for vaccination, one for COVID, one for the flu. While Bouchard was in the flu shot line, the NCO in the COVID line said that anyone needing the flu vaccine could go to his line and get it. Bouchard asked the NCO if he could be doing this, and the NCO changed his mind, so Bouchard went back to the flu shot line. And basically they screwed it up, and a number of them they did. Or did they do it on purpose? I don't know. But why are we shoving the flu shot on the military. Young, healthy people? Young, healthy people? By their own admission, I don't have the exact number, so don't quote me on it, but you could Google it. I believe the shots were something like 16% effective, 1-6. 16% effective this past season, the, the last flu season. And again, now that you guys understand immunology from the last year and a half of listening to this show with all all of our uh, smart guests, 
you understand that when you get into that territory, it's likely negative effective because that's, that's a leaky vaccine. And yet, there's no impetus to investigate this. It's like, right when we get to the point where it will be okay for Republicans to finally say, yeah, there's some problems with the COVID shots. Oh, but all the other shots are amazing. First of all, no, they're not. Now we know there were a lot of problems with them. But the COVID level of problems that likely didn't exist in them will begin to happen with them because they're going to use that new technology. And then again, there's also the the whole issue of self-spreading and using the mosquito platform, mosquitoes to spread shots. They brag about doing this left and right. Where is this? This is... There's actually a video out. You can go to Wittgenstein on Telegram or Twitter in our latest transhumanism update. Technologists share visions of our future world, the WEF. And they have bullet points. One, our devices will know when we need them. Smart cities. We just say, what's the weather? And the right agent jumps up at the right time to give the right answer. Machines will perform all the physical and repetitive mental tasks. The age of human robots is over. We have to figure out a new age. That means dramatic changes to the structure of our economy and our society. Rewriting the code of life. Gene editing technology will allow us to redesign whole organisms. And there's this woman on the video. This is a direct quote. It's going to allow us to not only edit genomes, but also, and more importantly, write a new code for life will have right-level permissions. And then she says, like we did with the COVID shots, with the COVID vaccines. She directly says that they did this with the COVID shots, and we know that. There's actually another preprint out on how it transcribes into the nucleus of the cells, Then they talk about what's on the horizon are diminished reality glasses that would allow you to remove things from your view, whether that's garbage or other people. <laughs> well, maybe I would like some selective reality glasses to remove liberals from our uh, purview. But look, this is not funny. When we talk about all the things they plan on doing, it's not something you could put in the back of your brain. Yeah, it's not really going to happen. They're not going to get away with it. Because if you look at what I just presented to you, what they already got away with, murder of millions of people, debilitating short-term, long-term risk to hundreds of millions of people throughout the world. Editing their genes, their reproductive capabilities. You, you couldn't nuke humanity worse than this. We need state legislatures to convene, investigate, hold accountable, change laws. We need grand juries to investigate. We need a budget funding fight over this. This stuff is still being funded, still being mandated in the military during a time of an alleged, you know, crisis of uh, shortages of recruitment. And then we have the tech censorship. The crazy, insane tech censorship. Also from our friends at Just the News, great reporting by them, outsourced censorship, feds use private entity to target millions of social posts in 2020. A consortium of four private groups worked with the Department of Homeland Security and State to censor massive numbers of social media posts they considered misinformation during the 2020 election. And its members then got rewarded with millions of federal dollars from the Biden admin afterwards. The Election Integrity Partnership is back in action again for the 2022 midterms. The consortium of four member organizations, Stanford Internet, Observatory, the University of Washington Center for Informed Public, the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and social media analytics firm Grafica all work together 
with Homeland's Cyber Cybersecurity Infrastructure Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, and State's Global Engagement Center to file tickets requesting that on- online story links and social media posts be censored or flagged by big tech. So in other words, they called in airstrikes. Three groups, the Democrat National Committee, Common Cause, and NAACP, were also empowered, like the federal agencies, to file tickets seeking censorship. In its own after-action report, the consortium boasted it's flagging more than 4,800 URLs shared nearly 22 million times on Twitter alone for social media platforms. Their staff worked 12 to 20-hour shifts from September through mid-November, with monitoring intensifying significantly the week before the election. The consortium achieved a success, for, a success rate that would be enviable for baseball patterns. Platforms took action on 35% of flagged URLs with 21% labeled, 13% removed, 1% soft-blocked. So, a couple things here. Number one, even before we get to ballot fraud, this in itself, people forget, that is a stolen election. If everything works on information flow, of candidacies, of issues, and the government national security apparatus works with private entities and the Democrat Party and their allies to shoot down anything beneficial to the, their opponent or damaging to them, that in many respects is an even worse fraud than straight-up ballot fraud. Number two, we know that they're doing this on COVID, global warming, everything. There's a clip out, maybe I'll play tomorrow, from uh, one of these UN officials talking about that, how they rigged the Google algorithm on global warming. So it's no longer okay, and you know who you are, some of these phony phony conservatives in state legislatures and governors, oh, I don't like banning uh, you know, private sector. They, they could take down whatever they want. This is all done at the behest of government. It is all tainted now. So now is the time for states to ban with jail time, with the threat of jail time and civil and criminal liability cause of action to any social media company or anyone who is involved with the censorship of political materials, political views, any discrimination in any way. That needs to be a number one priority. Every state needs to do that. That is a huge, huge action item for state legislatures this coming January. As I've told you before, while they're killing millions of people, it's a very subtle genocide very subtle because they still don't want to go from cold to hot war quickly they got to gradually do it because of the post-enlightenment democracy that we're still used to so that's why information warfare is still important to them and that's why it's so important we get out our message regularly and that's why i need you guys to follow me on Telegram, at C19 Truth Bombs. It's like the only place I'm on now. Send this show to every one of your friends and relatives. And I really do appreciate the five-star ratings you give me uh, with a comment. If you leave a comment, it helps with the algorithm. Look, one day we will get taken down, but you could always find me at The Blaze. We're independent. But for now, I do rely a lot on iTunes. That's where most people listen. And it is the last platform that's not censored podcasts have not been censored yet so it's important to give that five star rating uh for us it will really really help and and by the way just one story i wanted to get to before we run out of time here immigration border bill malugin reports for fox that we now have fiscal year 2022 complete statistics not for uh known apprehensions yet the September numbers didn't come in, but for Godaways, 599,000 known Godaways at the border. In FY 2021, no, 2022, on top of 390,000 from FY 2021. That means roughly a million Godaways at the border since Biden took office. I want you to understand why I believe so strongly. This is our 1776 moment, 
and it is time for a national divorce and the government is irremediably broken. Because the one job of a government, to pr- a federal government in particular, to protect from external enemies, they have brought in well over 2 million through the front door. But these guys, the gotaways, a million transnational criminals. And those numbers are, are underestimated. Probably at least 1.5 million. I don't think you could imagine the long-term effects, just like the long-term effects of the vaccine, the long-term effects of over a million transnational criminals who were too scared to be met by an agent even at a time where we're letting everyone in, so they paid the cartels extra money to get in surreptitiously. Those are those young men coming in dressed in camo that you see on the trail cameras of these ranchers into a community near you. And yet the same DHS is working to spy on us, criminalize our political views, and work with the Democrat Party to censor all of our views. You tell me how that is redressable. We need national divorce. Anything short of that is a waste of time. Now, in order to achieve that, we're going to need a new party. And that's why tomorrow I'm going to talk about more of my idea of running independent candidates in the general election, not just primaries. That doesn't work. So we'll, we're going to have a special candidate on tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. Again, send this show to every one of your friends and relatives. We're just getting started this week. I will be out on Wednesday for the Jewish holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, but I will be here the rest of the days. So make sure you buckle up focus on the issues that matter and the way they matter at the time they matter. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.